You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for praying with me. Thanks for joining me. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host at the University of Mary for Real Presence Live. Today, we are moving into a segment uh, that you can start calling in now for, uh, Straight Talk. It's where you can bother me for an entire half an hour, and I have to allow it, and I have to be nice to you. And it's, like, really hard, but I'll do it anyway because I'm that kind of guy. Uh, that's going to be 877-795-0122 to call in for your questions and comments. We'll be starting that segment. Sounds like we're starting it right now. The noise is there. So, brothers and sisters, 877-795-0122. You can call me. You got questions? You got concerns? You got prayer requests? You got a fight you want to get in with me? Uh, I may or may not engage it. Depends on my mood. I've got plenty of coffee here, so I should probably be in a pretty chipper mood with you today. Um, You're confused about something. Uh, You think you know something, and you want to make sure that you know it. You're like, hey, I just want to make sure I got that right. Um, Hey, just so you know, I've got degrees in theology. I have, like, degrees, people. So, like, I'm I'm like a professional uh, degree guy. Uh, I have a degree in philosophy. I don't remember a thing from that. That was like 15 years ago. I have a couple degrees in theology. Kind of remember some of that, I guess. Um, Yes, maybe I'm not the right guy. But anyway, uh, 877-795-0122. Straight Talk with yours truly, Father Craig Vasek here. Uh, You can ask anything you want about Catholic life or just regular life from a Catholic lens. Um, The point of Straight Talk is to start a conversation. It's an opportunity for listeners to call in with questions about the faith. Maybe you get a little too nervous to call those like big national uh, call-in shows. And you're like, I've always wanted to call in and I want to ask this question or I want to say this or I want to speak my mind about that, but like, I don't want to be on national radio. Well, guess what? This is international radio, so it's even bigger. Just kidding. I mean, it is, but don't worry. Uh, so you can call me. We only reach like, you know, 1.5 million people every time. So don't be nervous at all that you're going to have. No, just kidding. You can call in. Uh, you can get on Facebook. Uh, you can write messages on Real Presence Radio's Facebook page. Uh, and the number again is 877-795-0122. Oh, just so you know, we don't just reach 1.5 million people. We reach about 2.4 million people. So don't be nervous at all. It's not like 2.4 million people are listening to you. Uh, I hope that doesn't scare you away because... Uh, it doesn't scare me away. I mean, they told me, Father, you got to host this show. And I'm like, well, how many people are listening? I was thinking like 15, 20. I didn't know. And like, oh, 2.4 million. I'm like, oh, uh, maybe you should find someone else. Like, no, 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 you can do it. Oh, so I'm doing it. I guess I'm doing it. I just pretend. I just pretend like nobody's listening. Um, so we are here. You can call in 877-795-0122. Okay, 2.4 million people. Wow, that's actually... I'm actually getting a little nervous. Maybe... Can someone else... Eli, can you... Can someone else take over the radio show? I'm getting a little scared here, actually. I'll stick in here. I'll stay on. 
877-795-0122 is the number you can call. We're on Facebook, Real Presence Radio Network. This is Straight Talk with Father Craig Vosick. I uh, brought up earlier... Um, I brought up earlier that I get to go hang out with all these really cool Bible guys. Maybe you've heard of them, like Brandt Petrie. Uh, he's, he writes all these like Jewish roots of the blank, 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 whatever it is. Uh, he writes all these fantastic books. Jesus Christ the Bridegroom, uh, Jesus and the Eucharist, Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Mass, and Liturgy of the Hours, and Advent's coming out next. And uh, I'm going to be hanging out with that dude. So if you want to talk about a cool book that you read by Brandt Petrie, which is awesome, we can talk about that. Uh, insights that you've gained or questions that you might have. Uh, John Kincaid uh, co-wrote a book, a couple books probably, but one most recently on St. Paul uh, and who St. Paul is. Um, so uh, I'm going to be hanging out with him, so maybe you've read some stuff by him. Michael Barber, uh, he's a phenomenal author, uh, doing lots of good things for the Catholic world. I'm going to be hanging out with him. Dr. Andrew Swaffer just came out with a new study on Romans. Um with uh, Jeff Cavins and Ascension Presents and uh, all those various things. So maybe you want to talk about Jeff Cavins or the Bible Timeline or uh, various Bible studies at your parish or how awesome Dr. Andrew Swafford is or his wife Sarah. Uh, maybe you want to talk about that. I mean, you can talk about lots of things and I can listen. Uh, and I can pretend like I know what I'm talking about. That's easy. I mean, I pretend all day long that I know stuff and I never do. I mean, sometimes I do, but sometimes, let's be honest, I don't. Um, so that's it. 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. This is Straight Talk with Father Craig Vosick. Okay, what do we got here? We've got a message on Facebook. I'm reading this for the first time. I probably should have read it before I brought it up so I could like think about it, but I'm not. That's how this works, people. Sometimes people are smart, sometimes they're not. I am one that sometimes is, I just, just go for it. Here's the question. How can we charitably encourage positive change at a parish where most people don't see a need for change? For example, changes in the liturgy. How can we charitably encourage positive change at a parish where most people don't see a need for change? For example, changes in the liturgy. Um, so there's a couple things here. Uh, of course, it, we want everything to be charitable. Uh, but with regard to change, um, you know, there's, there's a couple different dimensions of change. One is like... I mean, if you're talking about liturgy or uh, Catholic practice, sometimes there's ways of doing things that are not allowed. Um, and if you're, if you're thinking that you want to change something from something that's not allowed to make sure that it's only the things that are actually allowed and prescribed for, for worship or for Catholic life, um, then you should definitely try to do that, of course, in a charitable way. Um, and so I just want to make that, distinct, that distinction first, that there are things that actually should be changed. Then there's other things that we just like uh, better, but they're, they're like, you know, let's say, um, uh, what would be an example of this? Uh, a person, one person likes um, hymns, uh, and another person likes the choir to sing a piece or something like that. And that is like, and you can do different things. Like there's allowances for different things at mass, let's say. Um, and if it's just like my personal preference, I just like it better. Well, then I can I can share like what how I enjoy that. I can share my opinion about that. I can just share like a personal testimony about how that's been helpful for me and maybe it's been helpful for other people. And that's a charitable way of just sharing positively like the experience that I've had that I've really enjoyed. Um, 
and so that's that's that. If it's something that actually needs to be changed because there's a pro, like it's something going wrong, um, uh, in a parish, um, that's hard. <laughs> that's actually really hard. Uh, it's hard for a parishioner to do it. Sometimes it feels like it's hard for a priest to do it uh, when things are going on. Um, but so it's the same principle. But in this case, it's not just like here. I like this better than that. Well, in this case, it doesn't matter what we like. Uh, in this case, because it's something that the church actually asks us to do, we don't need to base our uh, charitable observation in feelings um, or in opinions, because that's not actually what's at hand. What's at hand is something that actually needs to be changed, because uh, it's it's actually what the church is asking. So that's where a person wants to be really informed about what the church does does ask us to do and why and what that looks like, and then to to engage. Uh, in a way that doesn't seem haughty or persnickety or uh, mean or angry or uh, I'm better than you, you know, uh, which is hard to do. Um, so in those ways, I, I often I often uh, try to get people to talk about it in a in a gentle way, um, and maybe to say instead of saying like, "Hey, the church teaches this, we should do it that way," you know, you could do that, and that's kind of off putting for the most part. You could say, you know, uh, I would like to just look at this text with you, um, and see uh, and to see what the text says, um, and then that person like looks at it and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's what you're supposed to do." It's like, yeah, uh, but we're, are we doing that? And then have them actually come to the realization that we're not not doing uh, what the church is asking and then and then allow them to sit with that because sometimes people need time to process something and they can't just make a split second decision like oh well that's off so now we need to change it to this sometimes it takes time for a person to really come around uh, to understand it and to process it for themselves so we have to give them space um, and that doesn't mean just to be kind of uh, uh, I don't know, a wuss or something like that, but it's, it's, it's to give people, to, to honor the person that we're talking to. And if it's the priest, well, good luck. Good luck. You priests don't really like listening to people. No, I don't know. I'm just saying that. I can say that because I'm a priest. Priests are generally pretty good guys, I think. Um, but uh, sometimes priests feel a little... Uh, but like they can't do anything about something uh, that doesn't mean that they should stop because of that. They should still do it. If it's the right thing to do, they should do it. Um... So those would be, anyway, those are two distinctions. One is just like if it's your personal preference, uh, you can share your opinion and you can share like how it's benefited you. If it's something that's truly needs to be in place with regard to practice or doctrine or something like that, you know, inform yourself, uh, pray, ask the Lord for an avenue to, to make that come across in a good way and then share it. Try to come into a place where you're sharing with somebody rather than speaking against somebody. Uh, so things work better when we're walking together than when we're uh, opposing each other. That's just always the case. Um, so now someone's following up on that, um, possibly, <laughs> and they're asking, what about holding hands during the Our Father? <laughs> That's just, why is this still a question? I don't know why this is still a question. I guess people are still holding hands somewhere. Anyway, it's not... Um, Holding hands is not part of the, the Mass. Uh, I don't know how else to say that. Uh, for the most part, the, the, the right for uh, the Mass is pretty, pretty well laid out there. There's some places where things aren't stated, and so it's like maybe there's some freedom there as to what might happen. But for the most part, like if a person is supposed to do something, it tells them to do that. So, uh, for example, 
uh, in the in the right it says the people stand for the gospel the people kneel for the consecration the people come forward for communion you know it, it like says what you're supposed to do there's no, uh, there's nowhere uh, in the in the right where it says now everybody should hold hands uh, for the our father I'm laughing I'm sorry if I'm offending everybody right now but it's just not actually it's not part of the mass um, that's probably not your question though your question is how to encourage positive change. I don't know, um, because it seems to me like people get really hung up on the, on the, the holding of hands in the Our Father as if it's something that, uh, I don't know, it means a lot to them. And it probably does mean a lot to them to hold hands during the Our Father. Um, so how do you positively change that? Well, I think uh, going through... Uh, educating yourself on the different postures of the Mass and what's going on, what the Church asks of us. For example, pointing out that during the sign of peace, the Church asks us to share with each other some sort of sign of peace. Okay, so that's where we're really engaging this person next to us. Uh, but at the Our Father, there's nothing in the in the ritual that's asking us to engage the person around us, uh, but rather that we are all addressing with the priest to the Father our petition that Jesus has, has taught us. Uh, so there's just something something there. Um, is it, is it like really a bad thing to hold hands? Probably not. Uh, like just on a simple level, but, but in this case, it's like, it's not being asked of us actually. We're not being asked to do that. So I guess maybe that would be that. How do you do that well in a parish? Um, I would just suggest if someone tries to hold your hand, like bite it, bite their hand. Or slap it as hard as you can. I'm, I'm joking. If you're in studio, hopefully, if you, you would know if you're standing around me that I'm joking right now, don't bite the person next to you. Don't slap the person next to you. Uh, I'll tell you what I remember doing, um, just because I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do when I was a young guy. And like I like learning that like this wasn't being asked of me, but everybody was doing it around me like 20 years ago. I just started closing my eyes and hoping that people didn't think that I was offending them. Um, because if someone like reaches out their hand to me and my eyes are open and I'm just like looking at them and saying, no, I'm not going to hold your hand. It's, it's like so awkward. But like if I know that the Our Father's coming up and I'm pretty sure that the person next to me wants to hold my hand, I just like put my hands together and I just closed my eyes and just like talk to God. Uh, and I hoped that they weren't offended. Uh, so maybe that's like a grassroots way. Um, Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. If that, if that is still going on in your parish, then that means that we don't know what to do <laughs> because it probably should have stopped a long time ago. Um, so if it's still going, it's going to be hard. Uh, so I don't know the best way. So hopefully that was helpful, but it probably wasn't. Sorry about that. Uh, this, is, this is Straight Talk. This is Straight Talk, everybody. 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. You can call in and I can give you snarky responses to all of your favorite questions with regard to the Catholic life or the world uh, in which we live. 877-795-0122 or on Facebook on Real Presence Radio Network uh, Facebook page. Um, that's where we are right now. I have Regina in studio with me. Uh, she's a student here at the University of Mary, and I have no idea what her question is. Be nice to me, Regina, okay? You're going to be nice to me? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see. Thanks All for All right. The what is your question here, Regina? <laughs> okay, Father. Um, I have a question for you about tattoos, actually, and how we as Catholics uh, should think about marking up our bodies. Um, it's something that I feel that people my age have a very different perspective on than the generation of our parents. Absolutely. And back in the day, it was maybe something that you were seen as 
um, being a lot more socially unacceptable yeah. than it is now. Um, right. The thing is, like, the tattoos people got were tend to be pretty ugly. You know, big skulls, big, I know, flowers, whole uh, sleeves, things like that. Um, yeah. And then the aesthetic that's popular among people of my generation tends to be a lot cleaner, simpler, a little bit more meaningful, maybe the name of a child or a significant other or... Um, and the case of people who are Catholic, like, like me, it's often uh, like a cross or a small cursive fiat or something like that. Yeah. Um, one of my best friends recently got a rose with um, To the Heights tattooed on her forearm. A really kind of beautiful things that remind yeah. people of their faith. Yeah. Um, and I'm just wondering how we ought to think about this because as one of my friends said, um, Catholics have always been in the business of kind of taking what is out there in culture and then sanctifying it, sure. turning it to God. Yeah. And she sees um, the tattoo culture as something that Catholics have a chance to enter into um, and do something really beautiful with in a certain sense if, it, if it's done for the right intentions. On the other hand, the best way I've ever heard the opposite position expressed to me is, why would you doodle on a Michelangelo? Oh. And I'm just wondering how we can reconcile wow. these two um, very different opinions about yeah, tattoos, right. especially for people my age who are thinking yeah. about potentially getting a tattoo that could be religious or non-religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So doodling on a Michelangelo, just to explicate that, that would be like if I took a, a Crayola marker and I went on to the Pieta in Rome, that would that would be that would be uh, an absurd thing to do because it's already a masterpiece. And so the trans the translation of that to this topic is God has already created our body as a beautiful masterpiece. And so for us to add something, it's like well th that would be like putting marker on a Michelangelo. That's the that's the analogy you're drawing, right? Just for the people uh, that are listening. That's a really beautiful uh, <laughs> analogy. And uh, I don't think anybody would think it's a good idea to take a Crayola marker and put it on uh, Michelangelo's Pieta. So I think there's your answer. You shouldn't get a tattoo. No, I'm just <laughs> it's so it's. Um, what's the deal here? Um, there's a lot. You're, what's going to happen right now is I'm not going to answer your question. I'm going to say a lot of things and not answer your question probably, uh, which is what I do a lot. Um, so we have a prohibition against tattoos in the Old Testament. Um, and I think we can easily draw a distinction between what those tattoos were and what people are doing now today. Um, a lot of times these were markings uh, consecrating you to a particular deity or something like that, which would be a form of idolatry, which would be a form of uh, something, I don't know, whatever. And so it was outlawed, right? Uh, most people are not consecrating themselves to a deity today when they're putting a tattoo on their body. And they're not even, even calling them tattoos, they're calling them body art or whatever like that. So I think you're exactly right in saying that there's this kind of shifting movement of various things and, uh, and whatnot. Here's where I, here's the reason why I can't say anything too strongly on this topic while we're on the radio. I can say something while we're off the radio, uh, but on the radio, <laughs> um, when I look into the, the catechism as a summary document, or when I look into doctrinal statements, or when I look into manuals of moral theology, um, uh, well, actually, manuals of moral theology might actually find something. But in these other places where there's like the magisterium is set out before us and things are, are explained to us, there's no explicit prohibition of uh, getting a tattoo, right? Uh, so, so what does that leave me when people are asking, is it okay, is it not okay? It's like, well, the church doesn't command one way or the other on this, actually. Uh, so that's why I have to be kind of dodgy with you. But we can, get off the, we can get off the mic and we can talk later. <laughs> and I'll give you my, my fuller opinion on the topic. Um, 
what else can we say on this though um, there was another thought and it's escaping me now anyway what are your thoughts on this so far yeah, um, yeah I understand it's kind of a gray area and there are a lot of gray areas um, in the in the doctrine which is um, excuse me not in the doctrine but you know in the tradition and that's why it makes it so fun to have a conversation yeah. about it um, I just anything um, that's coming to your mind just that people who are considering this should keep in mind I don't know particular scripture verses that they ought to pray with or sure. just like general principles yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. in mind versus regarding moderation you yeah, know yeah yeah no 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 that. I think there's plenty of things that we could say uh, first and foremost you're a masterpiece you don't I mean I think that analogy that you're drawing is fantastic we are already we are already beautiful we are already wonderfully made uh, by God and that's the Psalms are very clear about that um, we know from the New Testament that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit dwells within us uh, so I mean this is for both interior but that would also apply to exterior things that we should we should uh, glorify God in our body I mean, this is Romans chapter 12 so glorify God in your body Right, uh, and so I mean, these are things that we need to keep in mind. We're not just uh, my body is not simply a blank canvas. Uh, so if people are thinking that, uh, they shouldn't be thinking that. Uh, similar, maybe we can draw something with uh, with regard to the church's teaching, and this might seem disconnected. The church's teaching on um, having a body at a funeral versus cremation, and that there's a strong preference for the body to be there at the funeral, uh, and that cremation is allowed. Here's the reasons why when it's not allowed. When the person would state that they don't believe in the resurrection of the body, when they don't believe in the afterlife, when they don't, when it seems like what they would be doing is against Christian faith, then they cannot uh, do cremation uh, because of the fighting against what we believe. As a group. so, if there's somebody who's like, "Well, my body's just, my body's just earth, but my spirit matters." I mean, this is this is dualism, like that the body's bad and the spirit is good. We don't believe that. The body's good. Um, and so we have to honor the body. We have to honor uh, what we have been given. And so people have to keep that in mind. Uh, it's like, no, I think I'm ugly, so I want to do this to like make me beautiful. It's like, well, no, let's work through that rather than getting a tattoo. Um, or I need to stand out. Well, that's vain. Um, if it's if it's the case that I want to honor somebody uh, in this way, then maybe the, they can make an argument or something. But it's like I want to stand out. Mm, no, I want to make a name for myself. Mm, don't think we need to do that. I want to uh, fix something that feels wrong with my body. Mm, no, don't want to go down that. I mean, there's a lot of roads we don't want to go down. Uh, but then there's some roads where maybe people are making, you know, some of your friends maybe are making kind of good arguments. It's like, well, I'm not into it, but like, you know, that kind of thing, right? So. Uh, final thoughts here, Regina, on this? Uh, no, it's, it's definitely giving me some things to ponder, <laughs> but yeah, not necessarily answering the question, but yeah, I, got some I, stuff to Don't have an answer, over. yeah, I don't have an answer for you. The catechism <laughs> hasn't told us what to do on this one. No, I appreciate thinking through it with me. Let's write to Pope Francis. Pope Francis, make a doctrinal statement on this for us today. We will be looking for it in the Vatican News briefing this afternoon, uh, the official teaching on tattoos. Uh... Call on in here, people. We've still got 10 minutes left. Uh, straight talk with Father Craig Vosick, 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. You can ask. You can argue. You can fight with me in any way that you want. And I will be here uh, suffering your intolerable ways. Um, I don't even know if that made sense. I'm just, I'm just trying my best here, people. Um, I, I want to talk about lots of things. I want to talk about 
Jesus. So if you want to call and talk about Jesus, I want to talk about him. Talking about prayer. Love talking about prayer. Talking about the role of the Holy Spirit. Talking about the mystical life with St. John of the Cross. Happy to talk about that with you. Uh, happy to talk about lots of things. Praying for the dead during the month of November. Um, talking about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, there's lots of things going on in the world, around us, in your local area, in the nation, in the world, in the church, outside of the church. And so you can call in and we can talk about them, whatever those things might be. 877-795-0122. Did you know, you probably did, did you know that uh, the word Eucharist is the Greek word for Thanksgiving? Did you know that? Hmm? Did you know that? Uh, Eucharistain or something like that. Uh, I was just talking to a, a buddy of mine about Greek. Uh, and we studied Greek in the seminary. Let me tell you about the extent of my Greek studies, people. The extent of my Greek studies was to take a one-credit class. Okay? If you've ever taken a one-credit class, it means you do it for one hour a week. Not like one hour every day. One hour total a week. And if you've ever learned anything in the entire world... I can tell you this, one hour a week will not be enough to learn it. Um, so like alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, lambda, kappa, whatever, kappa, lambda, mu, nu, omicron. I don't even know what the words are anymore. I don't even know the alphabet of Greek anymore. That's how, that's how successful my, uh, my, one, my one credit class was. But let me tell you this, the word eucharistain, I know this because the people tell me, is the same word as thanksgiving. And the, one of the earliest forms of the Eucharistic, uh, of the, uh, the worship of the New Testament people was the, to gather themselves in this great thanksgiving before the Heavenly Father in thanksgiving for the, the offering of Jesus on the cross uh, before the Father in a thanksgiving sacrifice of praise. And so we have that. Why am I saying that right now? Well, because Thanksgiving is coming up. We're going to celebrate Turkey Day. Um, and so as we celebrate Turkey Day, we can also celebrate uh, the great gift of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. The substance of God resides in the tabernacle of every Catholic church uh, and on the altar in the consecration of the Mass. It's absolutely fantastic. 877 795 877-795-0122. You can call in. People are sending me texts saying, Father, we're so glad that you said that you can just bite someone's hand. Uh, <laughs> I was joking, okay? That was my pastoral advice uh, as a joke. Do not bite anyone's hand. Do not bite anybody at Mass. Here's principle number one that we can learn today. Do not bite anyone at Mass. Do not bite people at Mass. Um, yeah, don't bite anybody. Now, maybe I should be a little clearer uh, when I'm giving snarky advice on, on the air. 877-795-0122. You can call in. We can talk about all these things. Uh, this just in. Man, everybody's helping me. Everybody's like sending me text messages because I don't know how to answer questions right. Okay, so if you want to find out more about uh, tattoos... Uh, where did Regina go? If you want to find out more about tattoos, Father Mike Schmitz, who was just on the show earlier, has a great uh, YouTube video on tattoos. I wonder what he says. Everybody go to YouTube. Go to Father Mike Schmitz. 
Prob- I don't know if that's on like a regular YouTube or if that's on Ascension Presents uh, or what that is. But look up Father Mike Schmidt's tattoos. I want to say thank you to a friend of mine who is sending me text messages. This is how we should do this, people. When I get on the show and I have to answer people's questions, I should just have 10 of my best friends ready to help me. This is actually very helpful. But you have to be quicker, everybody. You have to give me these things ahead of time uh, so that I can answer so well right away. Um, on these things. So 877-795-0122. All right. We have somebody on the phone with us uh, from Moorhead, Bill, uh, who would like to comment. Um, Oh, he's not on yet. Okay. Um, Anyway, maybe we'll hear from him on commenting on holding hands. Not sure. We'll see if he comes on. So we're looking for Pope Francis to... Uh, issue a statement on tattoos today. I mean, if you're just listening in, I'm joking about that because uh, I doubt he's listening to my show right now. Um, but 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. What else do we want to say, people? Um, the Bible readings of the day. I don't know if you've gone to Mass yet or not. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but we, uh, for the priests and uh, religious and others who have been reading the Liturgy of the Hours over the last couple of weeks, we've been reading through the books of Maccabees, um, and uh, now they're, they were in our kind of private reading over the last couple of weeks, now they're in the public lectionary, and um, they're in the public lectionary now, and we're going through them, and it's really wild to look at what was happening uh, in that time, the kind of a couple hundred years before Jesus comes. Uh, there is the Jewish religion, they're living the law, uh, and then there are these Gentile, that is non-Jewish leaders that come through and just like start ransacking the place and like basically encouraging and forcing everybody to give up their religious practices and fit in with the rest of society. Um, And then there's these people, so maybe that sounds familiar to anybody, I don't know. It seems to me like uh, Catholics are being asked, Christians are being asked to set aside uh, their beliefs and their practices to fit in with the rest of society. I feel like that anyway. Uh, I'm not into that. Um, But then there were these wonderful people who stood up uh, in that time, they stood up, the, the, uh, the Maccabees families and their group, and they stood up and they said, we're not going to tolerate this. We're not going to stand for this. We're not going to go for this. Uh, we're going to stand against that. Um, so uh, they're really beautiful. I mean, they're hard readings, but they're beautiful to, they're beautiful to read. Um, so we've got a, a listener who would like to comment on the Holy Hands, wondering if it could have crept in to the Mass from the 12-step program. Uh, the tradition is to end meetings by holding hands. Well, I would imagine uh, that there's probably a lot, of, a lot of background to how the holding of the hands crept in and possibly different in different places, um, maybe from that, maybe from uh, other non-Catholic practices, maybe from uh, people just thinking like we're praying our Father, not my Father, so we should be doing it. I mean, there's lots of reasons why people might try to justify it. I've heard lots of them. The, the basic response that we can give, though, is that it's simply not part of the Mass. It's just not. Um, so wherever it may have come from, uh, since the church hasn't said, uh, let's now make this part of the Mass, then we probably shouldn't go in front of the church and make it something when it's not. So for those who called in or wrote in on Facebook, thanks for engaging. For all my friends who texted me answers uh, to help me seem smart, even when I'm uh, a fool, uh, that was really great of you. I'll send you a text later. Thanks for all of you. We do that uh, any time that we can on Real Presence Radio. Uh, This is Father Craig Vosick at the University of Mary. Stay with us, Real Presence Live. 